Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. Today we're talking about something a lot of people have asked me about, my tattoo. And what may surprise you is that it's 100% tied in with my transition because what this is really about is bodily autonomy. Hi, I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the only human ink I'd want all over my body, Susan Bridges. What? Jesus. Or you invented a new kind of serial killer? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. Be. <laughs> I think I did, though. Murder tattoo person. Okay. We're just giving this these ideas away for free here. That's right. So just think if you hired us to write for real, the things we'd come up with. In generally not that dark. Probably not that. No. I mean, I might. Not you. Well, you were the one. Okay, let's, yeah. okay, let's get on with it. Our guest this week is Jen Wallace, a 46-year-old systems trainer and medical tech consultant who likes to think herself an educator and road warrior. She is a wife, a mother of two wonderful boys, and a somewhat freshly minted trans woman and riot girl in training. In her copious spare time, she is the administrator of Tillyverse, a Discord server for trans folks and our allies. She may only be a figment of your imagination. Welcome, Jen. Hello. How's it going? Well, you know, things got unexpectedly dark here, but that's okay. I didn't mean uh, it that way. Uh, dark dark because of the I may not exist part or? The the human ink part. Uh, oh, 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 Susan oh, took oh, it oh, dark. Oh, yes. You know, fair, fair as enough. she is wont to do. That as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Susan, lo lovely to talk to you finally as well. Oh, yes. Lovely to talk to you. Yes. I don't hang out on the Discord much. You should go more, though. <laughs> you should. I have so much to do. Don't we all? Oh, okay. Okay. So, well, I'll take it under advisement. Yes. Okay. F fair enough. Okay. But speaking of, let's talk about the Tillyverse. I've posted about it a lot on social media, usually for our Matrix watch parties where I do a live Q&A. And I think a lot of people assume this was something I did and set up myself. But no, it wasn't my idea. It was yours. And then you decided to name it after me. And this is all highly unusual. Yeah, it started off with my good friend Valerie and I talking about yeah. the book and just chatting about it and being like, wouldn't it be neat if we could all get together and watch the movie together and just talk about it? And so we just kind of chewed on that for a minute and then, you know, kind of threw it to you. And yeah. We figured you'd be like, no, who are you, weirdos? Go away. <laughs> but instead you were like, well, yeah, that actually sounds pretty cool. You you should run yeah. that. <laughs> and so we set the server up and had our had our first watch party and it was fantastic, right? Yeah. But then people just stuck around. And yeah. next thing I knew, we had this entire blossoming community and it's been a really wonderful thing. Yeah, it's really surprising because... You know, it was a watch party, like 
we're going to hang out and that's it. And then everybody just sort of stuck around and kept talking and it just grew and grew and grew. And it was really amazing, warm, fun, kind place that I love. And that's all credit to you for making it that way. Oh, thank you so much. It's been, you know, it's just been really a really amazing journey bringing everybody together and, you know, I couldn't do it without you though. That's why it's Tillyverse. It's, it's not genders. Well, for folks listening, if you haven't listened to the credits for this season of this show, I mentioned the Tillyverse Discord in there. And if you are listening now and you want to find it, Discord is not kind with links to Discord servers. They're very hard to, like, if I spoke it to you, you'd be like, what's going on? But you can find the link to it at the bottom of TillysTransTuesdays.com. It is right there and you can join and sign up and come hang out with us if you would like, because it would be cool. It's a fun place. Hint, hint. Definitely. I believe you. Everybody should come. Susan as well, but definitely not just Susan. But mostly. Okay. Well, okay most, you mo- mostly. Just for mostly the guilt trip. Yes. Just for right, the guilt trip. Right, yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. We'll be waiting. Yeah. Okay. So, Jen, for you, what has been the best thing about transitioning? Okay. So, of course, been chewing this over as one does. Sure. And other than, other than the obvious of being able to look at myself in the mirror without having a panic attack yeah, or, or as much of a panic attack. I would say it's honestly what it's done for my relationship with my wife. You know, we had what I, I believe was a good, strong marriage, but you know, I was, I was, I was very cold a lot of the time. Right. Sure. Cause it's hard to express your love for somebody else when you can't love yourself. So me transitioning has just done so much for us. And it's been like almost like a light switch turned on and just watching, watching her kind of come along on this journey of discovery as well and figure out who she is. That's, it's just been a magical process. And I would absolutely say that's been the absolute best thing. Yeah. That's, it's really important. I think a lot of folks might not realize that when you're dealing with dysphoria or, you know, it makes you feel so isolated and closed off and apart from people and so it's harder, I think, to give as much of yourself to the people you want to, right? Because it's it's just so hard to deal with. So I think that's really beautiful. Susan, let me ask you, did you notice a big difference, like, in our relationship since my transition? I mean, it's always been really strong. We're always, you know, we're good communicators. We've always had a really good, I think, relationship. But Well, your personality changed a lot. Did it? it, it I mean, like, I'm fairly introverted and little I'm I I like it <laughs> sure so like I I constantly would talk myself out of going places and doing things right and you would be more than happy to go along with that uh, well yeah because I felt miserable at them because people would perceive me as the wrong person and it hurt right and you hated photos yeah and you hated all of those kinds of things right and then after you transitioned you were like selfie queen. Yes, I am. And yeah. I mean, but I think, and also you're just way more, I don't know, gregarious. Yes. I'm a lot though. Yes. And people recognize you all the time. Yeah. It's weird. But it is weird. Good because then I don't have to talk first. Other people do. It's wonderful. But also I'll say that on some level, I guess I always knew, like I always said you were a 14 year old girl. You did. For years yeah. and years. You did. Way before. Yeah. You knew. I guess. <laughs> and I'd also say things like, I can't believe I, I'm ever attracted to a man. And I guess I never was really. <laughs> Surprise, right? Uh, yeah. 
Wow, I've I have had that exact same conversation with my wife, and yeah, I, I believe I believe the exact phrase was, you know, I'm really glad I didn't marry a man. Yeah, I actually am too. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out for us, okay? Yay, yay! Okay, so on the flip side of that, what has been the worst or most difficult part of transitioning for you? Okay, so I definitely would have to go with the anxiety of the unknown. Yeah. You, you know, just, you know, my, my anxiety overall is so much better, but it's just how it's going to go, right? My, my, my medical transition, my coming out, you know, socially, just so many, so many unsure feelings and, and, and expectations and just not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, it's all, you know, went, went great, but you just, you just don't know. And every single time you talk to somebody new, it's like, well, how are they, how are they going to perceive me? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, I think, because I remember, you know, right when I started HRT and my social transition, and it's it's a little terrifying because you're hoping it's going to give you what you need and what you've been wanting your whole life, but you don't know and you don't know where it's going to get you to or, you know, how you're going to end up on the other side. It's this giant leap of faith that you have to take and hope that you're going to get to where you need to be. So it is. It is a bit anxiety inducing, I guess, a little bit. And it, it doesn't, well, okay, I guess what I'm trying to say is that new parts keep popping up all the time, right? Because like, like I talked about earlier, actually last year, when my HRT stopped working from the pills, right? And I had to switch over to injections and I didn't know how that was going to go for me. And every time you, you change up your HRT or you try a new style of clothing, it's all such a mystery what's going to work for you. So yeah, it can... There's a lot of just having to take leaps over and over again. The challenge of the unknown. Yeah. 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 Okay. So before we dive in, let people know where they can find you online if they'd like more Jen after listening. Okay. Well, you know, everyone needs a little more Jen in their life. I agree. I, I, I believe so. You can find me under at It's Just Jen on most platforms. I'm on Mastodon. I'm on Blue Sky. I am no longer on Twitter, sorry. And of course, most of the time, I'm just hanging out on our server, you know, watching everybody do their thing with a big grin on my face. So again, get over there. Get over there. That's right. You can hear all of my inane thoughts all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our bodies and the autonomy over them that we have or lack thereof. Back in April of 2022, I went in two three-hour sessions to get my first tattoo. Very first tattoo. I thought she was nuts. And it's pretty big. It <laughs> covers the entire outside of my right arm. And that only seems fitting because I have this trait of throwing my whole ass right into everything my first time. You know, it wasn't no small one on my ankle, nothing hidden where you wouldn't see it. This is huge and highly visible. And that's just kind of the way I am. When I first had the idea to make audio dramas before podcasts were even a thing, did I start with just one? Okay, yes. But to do so, I decided to just found an entire company, Pendant Productions, because from the very beginning, I knew it wouldn't be just one. One day, it wasn't a thing I did. And the next day, it was a thing I did a lot, all the time. This happened with writing. This happened when I met Susan. It even happened when I picked my new true name. Sure, I thought about it for a little while, considered different options, but then I hit on Tilly and I knew it. That was it. And I never looked back. No need to try any others. I just threw my entire self at it. 
You can read more about that in the Trans Tuesday on names and pronouns at TillysTransTuesdays.com. And you can even see it in the pre-coffee thoughts I post across all my social media every morning while I'm waiting for the caffeine to hit me. One day, I did it on a lark because I thought it was funny, and I've just done it every single morning since, and I love it, but I don't know why I'm like this. <laughs> are you like this, Jen? Are you more sensible and maybe dip a toe in to check the temperature before you submerge yourself in the deep end? No, no. I I have to jump right in on everything. Okay, because, you get it. Because, because if I don't, I won't do it. Okay. A absolutely. You know, if I, I don't, I don't have any tattoos, but yeah, if, if I, if I do, it's probably going to be the one I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little thing. I'm not picking a little thing off a wall. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't do that anyway. It's a bad idea. Well, sure. All my life, I thought tattoos were cool because they are, and ladies with tats are certified hot, but I never, ever thought about getting one, never wanted one for myself, didn't understand how anyone could want something on their body for the rest of their lives. I didn't know why I felt like that, and I didn't know why that changed suddenly a few years before my coming out when I knew I really wanted one, even though I didn't yet know exactly what it would be. In fact, it wasn't even until I'd set things in motion to obtain it, found an artist, discussed the design, had a consulting session, and booked the first appointment that I even really realized it was tied in with my transition. But it is, in absolutely every way. And to be clear, I don't think I needed this tattoo to fully transition to the woman I've always wanted to be and always have been on the inside, but I did need it to fully transition to the real me I've always been. And this is why I say it's complicated, because the me I am is a woman. Way back when I first started Trans Tuesdays, I mentioned figuring out I was trans was like untying a giant knot, because so many, likely every, aspect of my life was intertwined with it. So it's all connected in ways I've tried to explain, ways I can't explain, and ways I don't even still fully understand myself. This is why I repeatedly tell you that trans people likely know themselves better than anyone else on Earth knows themselves, because we have to. There's no other way to shed the expectations and baggage of the cis-binary matrix of society to become who we've always really been. But I digress, but only kind of, because, again, it's all connected. If you want a little more on the things society saddles us with, which are so often very entirely untrue and restrict us in all kinds of ways you might not have realized, see the Trans Tuesday on the False Dichotomy, episode 11 of this show. Once I realized the tattoo was somehow, in some murky way I couldn't identify, tied in with my transition, the old introspection drive kicked into high warp and off I went, examining every facet of my life and choices as related to wanting some ink on my skin forever. I've always thought they were cool, but why did I never want one? Why did that suddenly change? Once I hit upon the idea and design for it, why did I throw my whole ass at it and not even consider other ideas or designs? Why was this the one? It's heavy stuff, even when it's not life or death, but I want to figure these things out. I want to know myself, know who I am and why I am who I am. Because the truth of that was kept from me for my whole life by people with a vested interest in maintaining the cis status quo. For seemingly innocuous ways that impacted my life, see the Trans Tuesday on Searching for Meeting When You're Trans and Don't Know It, episode 16 of this show. And for incredibly heavy, life-altering ways it impacted my life, see the two-part Trans Tuesday on Trans Grief, episodes 48 and 49 of this show. So what I realized is that the reason I never thought tattoos were for me, never thought there was anything I'd want on my body for the rest of my life, is because my body never felt like mine. I don't know how to explain this to cis folks who always felt like your body was yours, 
And I'm not saying you've always been happy with your body or, or anything. You know, hell, our society doesn't want that for anyone, does it? But you've never felt like your entire body was the wrong gender and thus not yours. And if you have, um, that's what we call gender dysphoria. And I have some big news for you. Welcome. <laughs> yes. So, Jen, did you experience this in the same way I did, where your body didn't feel like it was yours, so you couldn't really fathom wanting to do anything permanent to it? Yes, absolutely. And it's that's such a mood because I think in my case, I remember saying to myself, why would I do something permanent to my body that it's going to mark it forever? Yeah. You know, be it a tattoo or, or piercings or anything like that. And I think what I was really saying is, as you said, it's not my body. I don't have ownership of it. Yeah. And I don't want to bring any attention to it anyway. So why why would I do that? That's true. That's a really good point because the last thing I wanted, and I think most people probably who struggle with gender dysphoria want, is to be noticed, to be perceived, because then you have to keep up the act. You have to put on the mask. You have to, you know play the role that you're expected to play the right way and it's so hard and it makes you miserable and it hurts. So you're right, anything like, the, especially my tattoo, which is so big and has drawn a lot of attention everywhere I go. That didn't even occur to me how much but, I would not have wanted that attention pre-transition. But it's funny how much those goals change, right? Right, it really is. Do you feel better about that now? Do you feel like you have more ownership over your body, would you, do you want to get, you know, like, well, you didn't get your ears pierced, right? Oh, right. And actually I, I was thinking about a lot, a lot of that when you uh, gave me this topic yeah. because, because yeah, about a, about a month ago, no, about a month and a half ago now, I went with a friend and uh, got my ears pierced and pr pretty, pretty early on, I think, you know, but I also wanted to do something kind of big and something that I couldn't easily erase for myself. Right. And, and and there very much is a component, I think, of, hey, look what I've done. Look at me. Whereas before, I never would have done anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. That is very insightful. Thank you. Now, I'm sure for some trans folks out there, they got tattoos before they transitioned or even knew that they weren't cis as a way of exercising bodily autonomy in what little ways they could. And that's completely valid. And honestly, I wish I'd felt that way, too. But for me, my body never felt like mine. So I felt like, I don't know, I wasn't allowed to, like I didn't have the right to. And like it would only make me miserable somehow because it would be a change I wanted, but not all the changes I wanted to my seemingly cis man body. I honestly think having the tattoo before I knew I was trans or once I knew but still had to wait years to start my transition, it would be a reminder of all that I didn't have that would add to the crushing sadness on top of the sadness and despair of gender dysphoria. And again, see the Trans Tuesday on gender dysphoria for more on that horrible monster. What I do know is that once I was sure I was trans, but knew I had to wait to transition and I began slowly exploring my transness, it was then that I knew the tattoo was coming. Because I had a photo of, well, let's call it a loose inspiration for my tattoo, as the lock screen on my phone for four years straight. I went back and checked the date on it because I knew the day I downloaded it to my phone, I made it the lock screen. I wanted to see it there every day to remind me, to be sure it was something I still loved a year and then also two, three, and four down the line. But also it was kind of inspirational, I guess, because I knew something like that was going on my body someday. 
I knew it wouldn't be until after I transitioned, though. My transition may never really be over. It's a process and not a goal with a fixed end, I think. Though some trans folks do get to that point where transition is quote-unquote done and they're all set, and I can only hope I find that one day, too. But it was realizing that I knew, even back then, that I wouldn't get the tattoo until after I transitioned when it clicked into place for me. If it was going to be on my body for the rest of my life, well... It needed to be my body. And note, it wasn't like I got this tattoo right after coming out to friends and family or even after coming out to the world. In fact, it was over two years after the day I knew I'd transitioned for sure and nearly two years after I came out publicly. But it took me until then to finally put things into motion because only then was I starting to really feel like I was me. I mean, it's still growing more and more every day, which is great. But around two and a half years in, I passed a point where it felt like I turned a corner. And amazingly, you can see this in the three Trans Tuesdays that were released basically back-to-back. First, Into the Unknown, a.k.a. What is Happening, a.k.a. A Whole New World, when gatherings of strangers turned from terrifying to electrifying. And then in Freeing Up My Brain, a.k.a. Lunch with Tilly, where lessened or absent dysphoria opened me up to an entire world of experiences that I'd missed out on for my entire life. And then in Photos 2, a.k.a. the selfie apocalypse, when photos of myself just stopped giving me dysphoria, which I never, ever, ever thought could happen. All three of those things occurred in succession as I approached two years of social and medical transition. You can find them all at TillysTransTuesdays.com, and they'll be revised into podcast episodes at some point. I should get on that. Damn, what have I been doing? Anyway. At podcasts. Podcasts. (laughs) Anyway, looking back now, it's no surprise at all that this is also when I put things into motion to get my tattoo. I was finally ready for the final, haha, piece of completing the me I want to be. And so off I went to do just that. Another interesting thing happened in searching for the right artist in that the one I was talking to early on kind of insulted the mock-up of my design that I had and basically refused to do it. She wanted me to just tell her what I wanted and let her create it from scratch. Now look, I know tattoo artists are artists, but that seemed extreme. I mean, that may work fine for some folks, but not for me. Not for this, because this is going on my body, so it has to be what I want. And a good friend helped crystallize it for me. I'd spent my entire life being told what I could and could not do with my own body. You are a man, and you must be tall and wide and show no emotions but anger and lust. You are not a woman and cannot be one. Well... F that noise. We can be and actually are who we know we are on the inside. And this is why it's really a bodily autonomy issue. Because here is this tattoo artist again telling me I couldn't do what I wanted with my own body. I mean, and was super rude, so. She was. Cut her out. Yeah. Regardless. Like, if you can't even be nice to someone for like (laughs) one email. Right. There's a problem. It's very strange. It sounds like another form of gatekeeping, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it, that she was too good for this kind of garbage. That was like just dripping with disdain. Yeah. Yeah. Let it me was, tell you who you are. Exactly. It's so weird. So I found another artist who was willing to work with me, who naturally had his own ideas and tweaks, but made sure every step of the way we were staying true to the vision of what I wanted. Anything that didn't work for me went straight out without protest. And through about seven hours of pain, and it hurt way more than everyone told me it would, sorry to say, especially on the inside and outside of the elbow, 
for it was all I could do to not run away screaming. In weeks of healing, it was done. It was there. It's part of me. It's me. To folks who kept me distracted from the pain by peppering me with questions during both tattooing sessions, thank you. If you missed those, you may find them entertaining. There's a link to them in the show notes. Every time I see my arm, I smile. It makes me so happy. It has nine different distinct meanings for me, and no, I will not explain any of them to you. Look, I bleed all over the mic for you on this show. I pour out my heart and my soul. I try to be as open about everything as I can possibly be. But this, this is just for me, which is why I will not explain it. But go ahead and guess if you want. That could prove highly entertaining. If you'd like to see it, there are multiple photos in the social media and text versions of this week's topic. And if you're not yet aware that all the legislative attacks on trans people and the legislative attacks on abortion, birth control, and the right to choose are the same issue, now you know. It all comes back to bodily autonomy and the cishet white men who want it only for themselves. It's the exact same struggle. I've been saying that for so long, and I wish everybody would realize that. Right. We're all on the same side here. Yeah. It's like... Bodily autonomy is something everyone has or nobody has. Because if you, you take it from one person, one group, that's the next step to taking it from another group and another group. We either all have it or we all don't. And I, I really hate the people who think this is like hyperbolic or something. And it's like, no. No. It's literally true that a corpse has more rights than a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all. That's a whole other podcast we don't have time for. So, Well, if you want more on how trans people are often ignored in the fight for bodily autonomy, please see the Trans Tuesday on Trans Rage, a.k.a. Stop Forgetting About Us at TillysTransTuesdays.com. It's perhaps the angriest one I've ever written. Thanks for being here, Jed. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You get one life in this world, one body. Make it your own, make it your home, make it you in whatever way that means. If I can do it, so can you. It's true. I believe in you. Nine meanings, seven hours, one body, one life. Make it yours. Tilly Bridges and Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Jillian Morgan. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillyStrandsTuesdays.com. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at DaisyAndJane.BandCamp.com and SoundCloud.com slash DaisyAndJane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Blue Sky, Twitter, and Hive, on Mastodon at TillyBridges at Mastodon.Social, at facebook.com slash Tilly S. Bridges and on Insta and threads at heck yeah Tilly Bridges. And you can find Susan on most of those at Susan L. Bridges. You can find Jillian at Audio Jillian on Blue Sky. You can join the Tillyverse Discord server by following the link at the very bottom of TillysTransTuesdays.com. We hold regular watch parties for the Matrix films and other trans movies where I do a live Q&A and it's blossomed into a wonderfully supportive, compassionate, kind community of friends. We'd love to have you join us. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.